0: Hello everyone and welcome to On the Right Road. I'm your host Paula Phillips and as always I've got something good and positive and wonderful to say and share with you all this evening and I hope you are ready for an absolutely awesome hour here together. We are now in the ninth month or so of the COVID pandemic and we all know that the whole game of life, everything, has been changed and turned topsy-turvy in our lives. We're not even on the same playing field in education or in life than we were a year ago. So when I saw the title of the book my guest tonight has written, I just knew this was the topic for tonight's show. I knew we needed to connect, have this conversation, and share a whole lot of positivity, uplifting, and possibility together. And I'll introduce you to my guest shortly, but the title of his book And the theme of tonight's show is teachers changing the game. And all I can say to that is yes and amen. And here's the thing, you guys, to top off the specialness of this evening, guess where I am right now? I am actually sitting in the actual Voice America Empowerment Studio in Phoenix, Arizona. My son had a baseball tournament here this weekend in Phoenix, so I am thrilled that for the first time, I'm getting to do the show from the actual studio. With technology as it is today, I can really do the show live from anywhere in the world. And I'm usually in our cozy Right Road studio in California, but this is a real treat for me this evening. And the, the strange thing about it is, is that we had so many listeners tonight that the station actually went down, so those of you who tuned tuned in last week, last Sunday, know that what I'm actually doing now is I'm pre-recording it from the stu- from the Voice America studio, and I'm going to air it as it as if it were live next Sunday. So if you're listening now, all the giveaways and everything are going to pop up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page when I announce them, just like it would be a live show. What a strange thing, right? We all know that the world, like I said, it's topsy turvy, but that's okay. You know, you just have to take a deep breath sometimes and figure out how to make adjustments, and I think that is the whole story of education right now in so many ways. So even though this happened tonight, I am so excited to share this whole hour with you. My guest is extraordinary. Hold on to your hats, sit back, relax, take a deep breath, and get ready for just a whole lot of love and support and positivity just for you, you guys. And in addition to my amazing guest and all of the inspiration we'll share together this evening. As always, I also have tons of awesome giveaways for you throughout the whole show. And if you listen all the way right up to the end and hear this special bonus code phrase and instructions, you'll know how to enter for some extra special bonus gifts and... Note that I'll announce all the recipients from all of tonight's live and pre-show giveaways on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. So make sure to check for the huge recipient announcement post, okay, on Tuesday. And because there's still no way for us to know which teachers will actually be at their schools and which will be teaching from home during any given week right now, we'll need to stay in home gift delivery mode throughout this whole school year. So we'll be mailing all the gifts from tonight's show to the recipient teachers at their home addresses the week of November. Actually, it's going to be in early December now because we're going to air this show a week later than planned, okay? So they should arrive arrive, if you're a recipient, your gift should arrive by mid-December, okay? And you don't need to send your home address right now to us. Just make sure to check that recipient announcement post on Tuesday afternoon on our Right Road Kids Facebook page so you know how to respond to receive your gift if you're a recipient, okay? So here's tonight's first super special giveaway for you, you guys. Of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now, and I want to make sure first, before I share the giveaway, to mention tonight code words. They're the words game changer. So here's what you're going to do, you guys. For those of you who aren't familiar with, with the process, as soon as I announce each of the giveaways this evening, the giveaway post is going to pop right up on our Right Road Kids Facebook page. This one is enough yet because I haven't announced it. The easy entry details are going to be right there in the giveaway post. Then, so just follow those, but also you want to make sure to include tonight's code words anywhere as part of your entry post, okay? That lets us know that you're officially listening and it Officially enters you, okay? So, again, the words tonight, the, the code words are game changer. So, for this first giveaway this evening, I have one of the most requested teacher resources right now, and lots of them. I have 15 Teachers Pay Teachers gift cards. Each time this fall when I've asked teachers what they need most in terms of supplies and resources, one of the most requested items has been TPT gift cards. So there will be 15 teacher recipients as part of this giveaway and each will receive a $10 TPT gift card. So to enter, just go to our Right Road Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening, refresh that page and then just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. You're going to see a bunch of TPT gift cards. Remember to also Type tonight's code words game changer as part of your entry comment, okay? And this giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till six thirty p.m. Pacific, nine thirty Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the fifteen recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Extra special thanks to the DCH and Lithia car dealerships and their support companies, including. DCH Alexis of Oxnard, and DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks for helping to make this awesome giveaway possible. And as I think you know, you guys, this is just the first of the wonderful giveaways I'll have throughout the whole show for you tonight. So keep our Right Road Kids Facebook page close and ready. Just a quick note that if you're not listening live, um, tonight's giveaways will, of course, be closed after that. But don't worry, because, you know, we always have fun on the Right Road, surprises and special gifts for you all the time. And now, you guys, I am so happy To introduce you all to my amazing guest this evening, Mike Franklin. Mike is a positive, inspiring, empowering, and humble leader who believes in doing everything to the best of his abilities and who loves motivating students and teachers everywhere to do the same. He's been a teacher and coach for 25 years. He's received awards and accolades all along the way, including he was named one of Maryland's Teachers of the Year in 2019. The Fellowship of Christian Christian Athletes named him Coach of the Year in 2017. He's received the Hood College Tressler Teacher of the Year Award, the Simon McNeely Outstanding PE Teacher Award, and more coaching championships and awards than I would even have time to share in this whole hour. In addition, Mike started Maryland's first unified PE course combining special needs students with general ed students and on top of all of that in April of this year he became an Amazon best-selling author of the book i mentioned earlier called Teachers Changing the Game and boy do we have an uh, Just a ton of wonderful, encouraging, and uplifting things to discuss and share tonight. I'm just beyond excited and honored to welcome Mike Franklin to On the Right Road. Welcome, Mike.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Paula. I'm uh, humbled to be here.
0: Oh, my gosh. And, you know, the thing that has struck me in reading your book and just talking to you before the show is that it's so clear. You have an amazing way of connecting with kids and that you're truly an extraordinary educator. Um, So I guess my first question tonight is, what do you attribute that to? I mean, what do you think are your kind of key characteristics that help that success in education really shine through so brightly in your life?
1: You know, I think it's just being... Being authentic, you know, just just being real. I think our kids, uh, they they want to see us on their level sometimes. You know, we want to we want to model professional behavior, but you know, to build relationships, you, you can't fake caring. You know, you can't fake being real. And I think for some of our kids, that's that's really all they need is to just know that there's somebody there that cares about them. I mean, show your vulnerability. Share some of your personal stuff with these guys. Um, you know, sh- show them some trust. Hey, hey uh, I'm going to trust you. I'm going to tell you something personal. A way that I failed in life. And it's amazing how many times they identify with you and you build a relationship with that student because of that.
0: I love that. And I think whatever your personality is as an educator or, or as a parent or as a mentor, whatever your personality is, I don't think you need to mold yourself. You know, look, oh, that person's really connecting with kids. You don't have to think, well, maybe I should try that or maybe I need to be this way or that way. I, I, you hit the nail on the head, in my opinion, that to be real and, and vulnerable, and and share your life story with your students, I, that just connects in such amazing ways. I love that, Mike. I mean, spot on. Oh, my goodness. Well, now, the dedication to your book, in your book, is so special. And I'm going to read it here. It reads, to Chief Edgar Franklin, who taught me how to lead people, and to Phyllis Franklin, who taught me how to care about them, I'm getting goosebumps. Could you share a bit about what Edgar and Phyllis taught you that was so profoundly summarized in in that dedication sentence? I'm thinking they're probably your parents. Is that right?
1: They are. They are. And, and, you know, Paula, I've I've been so blessed. I've been so blessed in this lifetime. You know, my father was a chief in the Navy, and, and growing up, you can imagine, you know, he's very disciplined, taught me structure and accountability and, you know, to value processes, hard work, you know, all those things that you would expect from a military leader. And my mom... (laughs) You know, my mom was, was, uh, grew up with uh, uh, eight brothers and sisters uh, in a small coal mining town in Pennsylvania, and um, no money, you know, poor as can be, and, and just taught me how to value, what, what's important, how to value people yes. and, and treat people in my life. And I, I got, you know, I got the best of both worlds to take into education. My brother, I have a brother, he's went on, he's a gazillionaire in the business industry. He's taken all these same principles and it's worked for him. For me, you know, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm blessed to, to, to share that with Kids every day.
0: Oh, uh, goosebumps! And I, I love that your parents just modeled that, and they both brought so much to the table. It's like, um, it's just—it's sometimes as teachers and as parents we wonder, you know, are we impacting our kids? And it—it's just such a powerful testimony that that. That whatever we share, however we live, becomes a, a huge piece of their life and, and their path. It helps them find their path. When we're on the right road, it helps our kids find their path. I, I How beautiful that you dedicated your book to your parents. I love that so much. Well, and again, your book is titled... Teachers Changing the Game. I love that title. And I'd love to hear from, from the author's mouth. What does that mean to you, Mike? And, and, and is there a special reason you chose that as the title of your book?
1: You know, I went through probably 100 titles in my mind before I uh, you know, came up with that one. And, and I wanted something that said, you know, you teachers have tremendous power and can absolutely change the lives of, of young people. You know, you, you can take a young person's floundering or searching or, or at a crossroads in our lives or just in a bad place, Paula, and, and help them get to their greatness. You know, it, we have so much power to change the game. You know, if, if I'm a stockbroker, I can say, well, I made my company, you know, a million dollars today and it, it was a good day. But tomorrow, you know, it, it may go down. You may lose it all. Right. And... and That's not the case for us as educators. We have so much power. We have the greatest job in the world. You know, we can, we can take a struggling kid uh, down on his luck, who really thinks all is lost, and we can turn that kid around, brush him off, put him back in the fight, and watch that kid get to his greatness. And, you know, man, when we're on our rocket chairs, we're old and gray. That, <laughs> you know, that's the thing I'm going to be thinking about is, is, is little Johnny and Sarah who, who, who are just doing so good right now, but I can remember when they weren't. You know? I'm not going to be thinking about the paychecks you know I cashed and that kind of stuff. So I wanted something that, that said that. And the cover, the cover was a process as well, you know. I've got the the lion, the, you know, the leader, which you know signifies a leader, and 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 I, you know when I speak. A lot of times, I'll, I'll show the face of a lion, an old lion. It had been a lot of battles and has a lot of scars on his face. The scars didn't come out the way I wanted, so we printed it without the scars. But it isn't that true of of teachers, you know, yes. and, and administrators and people in education? Every single scar you get, you know, the lion's gotta it's it's gotta earn its 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 food. It's gotta fight, and, and or it doesn't eat. And for us as teachers, every kid that's hurting, every kid that's struggling, every kid that has a learning disability, that we take the time and we engage. We we get a scar, you know. Yes. I, I, today, with, and our teachers. Oh my goodness, Paula. You know, right now it's tough out there. But 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 we're getting scars. You know, we're we're working, we're we're fighting, we're in the fight, and and it is hard right now. Man, it's hard. But but each scar tells a story. And and you know, today maybe it's a young man or woman who's who's struggling with something, and and maybe you know, just us engaging in a fight might change things.
0: Right. Well, and just just. Thinking that thought, I am a game changer, on any given day, things can go completely wonky. I mean, look at this. We had so many (laughs) listeners that the show went down. You know, it's like things go wonky all the time, not only in education, in life. And we can choose to let that just crush us down, or we can go, no, I am a game changer. Amen. Nothing is going to get in my way. You know, I, I have my faith. I have everything that I know, my calling, my my love, and my my passion for uplifting kids on the right road. And if you, you can take all of that every day, no matter what is going wonky, just say to yourself, nope, I'm a game changer. I've got this. That's right. Oh, my gosh. So so the approach I'd like to take with our time together here tonight, Mike, is to touch upon as many of the amazing points as possible that you cover in your book. And I... I that I know you're also absolutely dedicated to, because what I really want to do is support educators in being and becoming and knowing that they are game changers. (laughs) And I have a feeling I'm going to be quoting quite often from your book tonight, because from page one, every word and thought is so spot on and inspiring and truly helpful so to start the inspiration here, I'm going to quote a few sentences from near the beginning of your book. And I'm going to jump around a little bit, so bear with me. But So I'm going to quote here. If a maestro wants to make great music, he must learn to turn his back to the crowd. Don't look back for affirmation, because while your head is turned, you might miss something important. My mentality is that I want to do my best to never get outworked, to serve our kids and community, and be passionate every day about what I do. If you really believe in what you are doing, affirmation or criticism doesn't really mean a thing. The day you allow someone or something that has affected you to influence your future, you become less than your best. If everyone loves how you are leading, that's a sign of big problems coming, oh my gosh, all of that is just, it's so profound. And, w- and then, Mike, in your book, you share five questions that teachers should ask themselves at least once a year. What are those five questions and why are they? And I guess I should ask personal evaluation instead of looking back or outward, so key.
1: Yeah, you know, right now is a great time. If if you're beaten and you're tired or it's the beginning of a school year and you just need your passion back, I I say ask yourself five questions. Uh, The first one, why? Why do you want to teach? Number two, how do I lead? Number three, what's it like to be taught by me? Um, Number four, you know, what am I doing right now that's growing me? And number five, 10 years after graduation, what will these students remember about me? You ask yourself those five questions, and any time you're, you're feeling a little down, you need some motivation, I think it'll relight your fire. It'll really have you search inside your soul and answer those questions, and, and you may even change the way you teach if you're being honest with yourself. I, I know I have.
0: Yes, I love that question of what, like, what would I think if I were being taught by me? I think that question alone um, can help switch a crazy day or a crazy lesson or... You just stop for a second and go, okay, okay, would I be engaged here? And you go, oh, no, I wouldn't. I have to, you know, I have to, it helps put everything in perspective quite quickly, I think. You know, so, so related to all of this, Mike, to the importance of what I would call personal evaluation, another profound share in your book states this, and again, I'm going to quote, as a teacher, the most important days of your year are the days when you sit by yourself and decide exactly how you will lead your class. Forget lesson plans, objectives, and content for a minute because they are irrelevant if you can't connect with the kids. Take a few days and study how uh, each student learns. You can't use the same style and lesson plans each year. You were made to stand out and be special. Go lead them. So here, I mean, chills, right? So here's my question, Mike. How can teachers keep this amazing mindset in the midst of all of the gigantic external challenges in education? And here's just one example. Um, Right before we were going to do tonight's show, I got a message from a teacher in Ohio, and she said, I'm feeling like a tired game changer who keeps getting blocked. She said, one thing after another gets in my way. I keep pushing through, but it's rapidly becoming exhausting. So how can teachers keep this mindset with everything going on and all of these challenges?
1: You know, I I guess the the question is, who do you work for? I would ask any teacher that question, who do you work for? And I hope they wouldn't say, I work for this school district or I work for this county or I work for this principal or I work for this system. I I hope what they would say is, I work for the students. I I work for, for, for the kid in the front row who... Who, who's got a tough life but they show up every day you know I work for, for for the kid who doesn't get this problem right on the first second or third try but on it they do it again and they get it right on the fourth you know I, I work for these kids that's got to be your motivator I mean that that's got to be where it starts how will you engage them you know and get them to not want to miss your class and that's the thing we we've got to BYOM. we got to you know be your own motivator we yes. we've, it's, that's why I teach it so hard you know we, we've got to bring it every day that one day you're not feeling it you didn't have your Coffee, you stayed up late and watched a football game last night or whatever (laughs) it was on TV. You know, you've got to bring it every day because they feed off of us. And and their lives sometimes are a whole lot harder than ours. What's the old saying? If you write all your problems down on a piece of paper and throw it into a pile, if you read them all, you'd want yours back. I believe that, Paul. And so I had a young man the other day, you know, during COVID, we were online learning and and, uh, and he was homeless and, and he showed up for my class. Yeah. I, I can't tell you what that meant to me. That 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 that'll that'll be the only thing I probably remember twenty years from now about COVID is that a kid thought so much, you know, of, of our class that, that, that he didn't want to miss. You know, and that's what we're at. We, we we gotta make them whatever we're doing, not want them to miss. They wanna that they wanna be there. Right. That's that's when we win.
0: Well, and I love how you said, who are, who, are we, who are you working for, for the students? Just that thought in your mind. Just, just thinking as you said it, it like just brightened my <laughs> – it's like, yes, that's who it's for. Well, and, and related to that, and I'm going to quote – because that's all about serving. You're serving your students. So I want to read another quote from your book. Uh, you share, the best way I know to change a school's culture – is to serve. I, mean, I love this. Oh my gosh. Serving is not thinking less of yourself. It's thinking of yourself less. If you really want to make a difference to someone, try serving. When you serve others, you build deep connecting bonds and really develop relationships. So Mike, I know without a shadow of a doubt that you believe incorporating serving into the culture of your whole school. So how can teachers effectively do that? Again, especially with the busyness of every day and all of the ever-changing rules and guidelines and, and just everything they're expected to adhere to and deal with.
1: Yeah, it's tough. It is tough, but again, I work for I work for students, and so I want to I want to if it if it means that I'm going to do something like in a club, an after school club, or maybe a club during lunch or something like that. I've done that in the past, and I'm going to incorporate you know projects that that have solutions to problems. You know, where kids can actually serve. I, I teach a, a unified class, and 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 although. Uh, most of the participants, you know, are, are functional general education students. We, we work with kids who, you know, have some disabilities. And so, you know, I'll give them an assignment. They, they have to adapt a piece of equipment. Um, a young lady who doesn't have full function of her hand wants to play tennis. Well, what can we do, you know, to help her? You know, let's, let's adapt something. And so one of the kids came up with this design where they basically built a, a arm cast that slips over your arm that has a tennis racket attached to it. So you oh just slip gosh. it over. And it's just a way to serve you know we yes. can find ways even with our with our projects in class you know to serve um, writing things to to you know it's Veterans Day so what if what if we did something like we, our kids wrote just something from the heart to to our veterans who feel maybe forgotten and it's been so long you know wouldn't it be amazing to receive something like that or, or or you know get a bed sheet and have everybody dip their hands in red white and blue paint and make an American flag and on each hand write just a nice little note to them and send it off I mean We can all serve. Everybody can do that. It doesn't take any special talent to do that. Or, 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 you know, I've stood out front of our school building and and, and collected cans, you know, for food drives. And, I mean, where there's a will, there's a way.
0: We can do it. And I love how your thought is to build it. This is my philosophy, too, because everybody's so busy, but if you build it somehow into the lesson plan, like you just shared with the tennis racket, it it not only um, takes... (laughs) It, it like helps the actual lesson. It, it makes that stronger. So it, it all works yeah. together. Instead of taking extra time, it like beefs up the, the profound impact of everything else you're doing. Oh my gosh, so awesome. Well, now one of the chapters in your book is titled "Catch 'em Being Good. And you talk about the importance of praise. And, and that's something that, you know, we all know how important that is. But the thing that really struck me is that you talk about the significance of it, not just for the receiver of it, but also for the giver. So how does this, and I love this, how does this positive praise focus help teachers change the game, not only for their students, but also for themselves and their school overall?
1: You know, what What environment are we creating every day? And, it, and it's something so simple as just the words coming out of our mouth. I mean, we can create environments with, with a bunch of different things, but what comes out of our mouth can create environments. You know, if, if everything I'm saying is, is is in a positive way, you know, I think yes. if the kid messed up, he knows, you know, he or she, they know they messed up. Yeah. But what if I spun it in a sense, you know, and, and put some positivity on that? Um, you know, all of our students, they, they, they struggle. You know, they, they struggle. And so the worst thing they need when they, when they know they Messed up is, is us. You know, yeah, we need to hold them accountable, but we also can do that—hold them accountable—and and, you know, do it restoratively. You know, have them, have them feel good about themselves after a decision. Let them know that that wasn't the norm. You know, that was—that's. I made a mistake, but that's not who I am. I'm a good person, and 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 thanks for reminding me of that. You know, sometimes we just got to redirect them.
0: Yes, and and I think. Like you said, just living that way of life instead of looking at the negative, like always putting the positive out there, it changes your mindset too. It, it, it's yeah. it's it's hard to explain, but it you know if you're negative, Nelly, it just it drags you down. But if you're if you're constantly putting positive out there, it uplifts you as well. It's it's hard to explain, but it's like magic. It's just amazing.
1: Well, it is and you can see their you can see their posture change you know who doesn't want to hear somebody to tell you that you're going places that you're doing fantastic that you're an uplifter and you're a good finder I mean you watch their posture change yes. you can see their eyes light up
0: Well and related to this because there are people in the world and in whatever profession anybody is in that you call time thieves and I think a part of that is the negative Nelly you know and and what happens in education <clears throat> is that things happen like ineffective meetings. You know the, the negative Nellies can can, what you say, be the biggest criminals to progress in every school. So what related to all of this, Mike, what are some of the things educators should ask themselves? specifically like in planning meetings? Because that's it, it can take up, eat up so much. Speaking of time thieves, it can eat up so much of educators' time. What can educators ask themselves in planning meetings so that the meetings end up being really effective and truly growth-focused instead of time thieves?
1: I love the way you said that. You know, you use the word planning. And I think just great planning you know, can prevent it. Ask yourself five things. Is it necessary? Is it, is it relevant? Uh, is it delivered clearly and concisely? Is the meeting, you know, was it good enough that they're going to remember it next week? And, and at the end of the meeting, did it make it better or, or did it make them bitter? You know, oh, you have power. God. No, everybody's busy right now. And, and man, <laughs> right now, it's, it's as bad as it's ever been. So when we have meetings, you know, we got to make them count. We got to get our, our bang for our buck and, and leave them feeling good. You know, end it with something sincere and, and some, something heartfelt and empower your, people, um, because we need it right now.
0: Well, and in your book, you you go through, we're going kind of fast here. We could spend a whole episode on each chapter in your book. So, but you outline each of these, like you just read those questions really quickly that you should ask yourself, but they're all outlined in your book. And that's what's so wonderful, because it it helps you plan that meeting. So it's not going to be a drag or something that they leave feeling, ugh. This, you know, what a waste of time this was. So that's one of the things that I love about your book is how it's laid out because it is so helpful in so many ways. Well, and and another thing that you – there's so many things that you discuss that are so amazing. Another thing you talk about is professional growth. Um, And I believe in this so strongly. How important do you feel professional growth is as an educator?
1: Oh it's it's huge. You know it's it's so huge. I mean do you want to teach 1 year 30 times? Or do you want to teach for 30 years? You know, yes. I've known teachers that have this book, and they call it their, their manual, and, and they reuse that book for 30 years. They're teaching the same stuff in year 30 that they did in year one, and I don't understand that. You know, we, we were made to be special, and we were made to do our best. Eagles don't fly with chickens, you know. Uh, <laughs> football cook, coach Alabama, from Alabama, Nick Saban, has a quote that I love. He says, mediocre people don't like high achievers, and high achievers do not like mediocre people. You know, we, we, we have, you know, if our lessons aren't perfect, and, and they never, are, you know, why wouldn't we want to be better next time? You know, right. why wouldn't we want to keep growing? And the only way we grow is to be around people that, that make us better, to listen to Paula's show, oh. you know, the positivity <laughs> you have. This, this is what you're doing. This is amazing. I mean, I, I, I want to I, I wanna find uplifters, people who make me feel, you know, amazing. I don't want to be around rain clouds. I want to be around sunshines. You know, I want people that are going to have me singing songs and clicking my heels when I walk away from them to do the best job I can do.
0: Yeah, yes, and so search for those uplifting—I say this all the time—search for those uplifting things. Even if it's PD, don't just—okay, oh, okay, we've got to do a PD day at our school. Don't just throw something in that, you know, is not necessary. Like, that was one of your questions. Is it necessary? You know, in everything that we do, glom on, you know— let the shining star be the people that are growth minded and that help you grow as well. I love that, Mike. Yeah, well,
1: and, and every professional development isn't going to be a home run. Right, you know, I don't, right, be great. of course. But, but you know, you can make your own professional development. I mean, it's it's 2020. You know, YouTube and and, and right. TED Talks. Uh, while you're while you're running, put something in your ears. You know, listen to a TED Talk that you've been dying to, something you've been dying to learn about. A car ride to work. You know, I yes. love car rides to work. A 30 minute drive to work for me is, is a PD. You know, I, I'm going to put YouTube on and, and through Bluetooth, not watch it, but listen to it while right, I drive right. it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to learn about something. And, and, and at this, you know, everything's at your fingertips right now. Hey, the Internet isn't all bad. It can be great, too. And we got to use it that way.
0: Well, and then when you listen, even if you're, again, have, it start, the day started and you're just feeling so sad and bummed out, and am I a game changer? Can I deal with all this? Put something positive on, and within a few minutes, it can change your whole perspective on things. So, Mike, I have so many more questions. Questions for you. But first, I have another awesome giveaway for all of you teacher friends. And this one is actually in your honor, Mike. Of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to the On the Right Road radio show right now. I have. And here's the kicker, you guys. We were supposed to be live a week ago, but the station had tech difficulties. And Mike was here, and we were, you know, I was trying to quickly troubleshoot and figure out what to do. We decided to air the show a week later, and and Mike was hearing all this in his headphones. And he said, you know what? I'm going to donate 10 more copies. So I actually have sometimes... Um, It's all in what you do with it. Amazing things happen through difficult situations when you're on the right road. So I actually have 15 copies of Mike Franklin's absolutely fantastic Teachers Changing the Game book. And I'm donating five Amazon gift cards so five more of you can buy one. Uh, Mike's book, as you can tell, I'm just going on and on about it. It's extraordinary. Um, As you can tell from all the parts I've quoted already this evening, every word, every sentence is a gem just a helpful teaching and life nugget. And you know how I love my nuggets, right? So there will be 20 teacher recipients from this giveaway, and each will receive a copy of Mike's awesome Teacher Changing the Game book or an Amazon gift card to buy one. So to enter, just go to our Right Red Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow those simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include tonight's code words, Game Changer as part of your entry comment, even if you included them in tonight's earlier giveaway, okay? And this giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight, and we'll announce the 20 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Huge thanks to Mike for donating the 15 books, and a great big thanks also to Lori Stenas on behalf of Keller Williams, real, her Keller Williams real estate team, and Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams. Keller Williams, and her beautiful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this special giveaway possible. So, Mike, another chapter in your remarkable book is titled Be Greater Than Your Parts, and you talk about how a successful school really requires teamwork on all levels and that building teamwork requires great skill. And I I love this quote that you share from Henry Ford, and I'm going to quote here, coming together is the beginning. Keeping together is progress. Working together is success. In all of your years of teaching and coaching, Mike, I understand that you've determined there are seven steps to really becoming a team and making teamwork happen. And I think so many schools are just crying out for this kind of understanding and training to truly become a team. So what are those steps, Mike?
1: Yeah. You know, coaching has taught me a lot about teaching, and teaching has taught me a lot about coaching. I love that. Um, You find a great teacher, and I will show you someone who could be an amazing coach, and vice versa. Yes. So I I outline these seven things in the book um, at, at greater length. But, you know, Number one, introduce personalities to each other. Basically, when we work together, it's a sociology experiment, and you're going to have people from all different backgrounds. There's going to be agendas. Some are, some are apparent. Some are hidden. You've got to introduce them to each other. And then number two, you've got to assess them. You know, what's each person's uh, team members? What's each of their strengths and weaknesses? You, know, you can create assignments in a classroom that measure the different personalities, their learning style and communication. Um, I love the assignments that rank things. I'll always do some type of assignment. One is uh, there's been an airplane crash. And 13 items exist from the plane but which ones would you use and in, and in what order and, and, they, and, they, and, I, and I'll put them in small groups and I will study them as they're, as they're problem solving it's amazing you can see you know sometimes there's passive leaders sometimes there's aggressive yes. leaders some, you know, there's all different sociology um, experiments going on within each group and I just study each, each group member to see okay let me assess that person what are their strengths and weaknesses how do they lead how do they communicate you know is this somebody that can work well with someone else or is this you know someone Volatile, and I can't put them with this other person. or this team will not be successful, right? And then, and then the third one, um, you know, create and express the vision. You know, this this is so key. Um, many have a vision, but they but they they just stop there. You know, how can you feel um, passionate about it if you if you don't sell it that way? I mean, you really have to have to sell something. Um, there's an, I'll say real quick. I, I have a lot of stories in the book. I'm a big story guy because you know they give me a great feeling, and and people remember stories. And I remember hearing the story about a bricklayer who was. Building the bridge, and the, and the foreman comes up and he walks up to the first guy and he says, What are you doing? And the guy says, I'm, 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 uh, I'm a crane operator. I just move metal from here to there. It's the most boring job in the world. And then he goes to the next guy, and he says, you know, what are you doing? And He says, I'm making 20 bucks an hour, and frankly, I think I'm underpaid. That's what I'm doing. And then the third guy, he's got the worst job in the entire job site. He just carries buckets of mud and bricks up flights of steps every single day. And he says, what are you doing? He says, I'm building the most amazing bridge anyone's ever seen, the Mona Lisa of bridges. My children and my grandchildren years from today, oh. long after I'm gone, oh. will drive across this bridge and know how special it is. You know, I want that kind of vision. I want to be like that guy. You know, I want to see, you know, believe that what I'm doing is special and it's important. So, creating a vision and expressing it is so key. Um, number four, assign roles. You know, and communicate. So important. Not everybody's going um, you know, to agree with the role, but you've got to communicate. If I don't tell each student or each team member, or you know, exactly what their role is within the team, how can they stay in their lane? And then, you know, number five is: Do they accept that role? Give them the opportunity to turn it down, and maybe it's not for them. Them. But yes. if they want to be on that team, you know. Will they accept it? And then, you know, six and seven, you know, number six, create the proper culture for it to grow. So you want a positive team. But what are you doing every day with your team that's positive? You yes. can't just say you want it and expect it to happen. You know, you got to nurture that. Are you positive every day? Are you building positive things into your team every single day? You know, if you're a teacher in the classroom, I love to start every lesson. With a five-minute positive warm-up, it doesn't even have to be about the subject matter. I've taught all subjects. I, I want to just start, you know, again, creating my environment to be positive. And so maybe it's some type of warm-up that's just that's just uh, it's, we caught something amazing that somebody did, and we're going to talk about it, or you know, so just something like that. Or maybe maybe a kid held a door every day uh, for the entire year, and I want to just say, hey, look at this. This young lady has held the door every day. Let's recognize that. And, and so you know, you're, you're 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 building the culture when you do that. And and then the number, the last one, number seven, is you assess and tweak. It's a you know teams are and culture is just a positive thing, but it takes tons and tons of work, and it never stops.
0: Yes, well, oh my gosh! And th- the coolest thing about your book is that you lay out each like you just quickly said all seven of them. It's laid out in your book, so you know if, if you if you didn't catch something, teachers, you can go back and go okay. You know, I need to work on this step or this step. It's all right there on the printed page so you can be inspired at any moment. And it's, uh, it's just, it's laid at your book is laid out in a way that you rarely see where it's so clear and truly so helpful. And another chapter, uh, goodness, like I said, we could spend a whole episode on each one of these chapters. Another chapter is about how each of us can be a champion to our students and to others. And this is so cool because when my son started high school last year, I actually pinpointed this exact thing, that every child needs a champion teacher. And so I have two questions here. First, how do you define being a champion to a child? And related with all the challenges in education like we've been talking about, how can a teacher best focus on really being a champion for his or her students?
1: Yeah, yeah, to be a champion, I mean it it takes one thing it, 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 everybody thinks you know. Well, what's the secret? There, there are no secrets. Uh, it takes love. It, it's that simple. And I, and I don't care if you're you know big and tough or or you're or you or you're small and, and nurturing. Everybody can love. You know, you gotta show kids that you care about them. Yes. If you don't do that, I, I don't know how you connect with a with a young man, a young woman, you know, trying to get better in life. We, we've we've just gotta we have just gotta let our guard down sometimes and say, you know what, I, I I need you to know that I care about you. And and every day. In, in some sort of way, you know, they're almost looking at you like, do you care
0: about right. me? And,
1: and you and you just try to find the ways to say, hey, it looks like you're having a tough day. I just want you to know. I don't need to know what's going on. But, man, I'm thinking about you. and If I can help you, I am right here, and I will fight with you.
0: They just need that. And it, I think we all do, and it goes so far. Again, sometimes we think, oh, I don't even have time to... You know, address individual kids, but it goes so far, and then that helps the whole rest of the year be so much more productive. So, taking that time to really connect and be that champion—it's like at the end of at the end of your teaching year, you know. Think I want my kids to to if somebody asks them five ten years from now, who was your champion teacher? I want my kids to say Mrs. Smith or Mrs. Peterson, or Mr. Jones, you know, that's a wonderful thought to put out there. Are they going to say, I was their champion teacher? Well, and I love something else that is so important to you, Mike, has to do with the power of expectations. And this is also related. There's so much we could talk about just on this topic. But one point that I absolutely want to make sure to highlight has to do with the huge significance a vis, visual, a vis, visualization. <laughs> I, I've always said that seeing something in your mind's eye is a huge part of it actually happening. So regarding teaching, you have some very well laid out vision questions that I think are really perfect. And I don't know we have time to cover all of them. But what are a couple that you'd really like to highlight? You know, and how can they help teachers change the game for themselves and their students?
1: Share the vision. You know, share the vision. Uh, if you're a teacher or an administrator, share it with your people. When I won Teacher of the Year, a reporter asked me, why, why did you do all those things? And I just replied, I was just trying to be the, the, the man my principal told me I was every day. He had taken the time and said, listen, we're going to change our culture, and, and I'm going to use you to do it. I felt so empowered and so honored that that he thought I could make a difference in our building and 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 the rest of my my career I just wanted to be the guy he already saw me to be Ugh, so see it you know see it you can do it
0: yes and kids know what our expectations sometimes it's like well we live in a less fortunate neighborhood these poor kids you know they're not going to be able no I, I, over the last uh, 28 years, I've shared the Right Road program in schools across the country, the most affluent areas and the most in-need areas, and I don't change my expectations based on how much money is in the pocket of the family. The kids see your expectations, and the light bulb goes off. It's like, oh, they sit straighter. They they. It's like some, they're infused with belief in themselves because somebody else said, oh, well, of course you can do that. Uh, oh, my gosh. Okay, so here's another huge question. That, again, this is, these, all these questions and all the things we're talking about tonight intertwine so beautifully. So, Mike, what do you think, this is such a huge question, are some of the most important factors and elements we should be developing in education beyond or maybe I should say in conjunction with academics because the world is different today than it was 20, 30, 50, 100 years ago. I I know this is a big question, but I'd love to hear your answer.
1: Oh, Paula, you're, you're on the money. I mean, you're looking around at the crazy stuff going on in our world right now. Where, where, where can we see all these kids and address it before they get to, to be adults? Because you know? right. if they just rely on social media and TV, we're all in trouble. Right. The, the schools, the schools, it's the only place that we have a shot at making kids normal because what they're looking at right now on television, social media, it's just not normal. So it's time. If ever there's been a time, it's time to... You know, listen. English is don't hear anything I'm not saying. English and math and right. science and social studies are so important, and I get that. Of but it's time to to go outside. You know, when freshmen in college take a class, I, I I'm a big advocate. I think at at the school level now, you know, it, the freshmen in college when they arrive, they oftentimes many colleges will make them take a class that prepares them for college life. They'll talk about the dangers of college, time management, drinking, and all these all these variables. And it has nothing to do with one particular subject, but it's getting them ready. Yeah. For everything. It's the process. I really think we could use that in school. And and for me, subjects like compassion and empathy, you know, we need to, I think it's time. Relating to other people. How do you relate to others? That should be part of our curriculum now. Managing your emotions. You know, it's a skill and and we can see, again, through just turn on the TV any given night, our adults aren't doing that. And that's what's being modeled for them right now. You know, a winning process, work ethic, accountability, and and imagination, you know. I think right now we need less organization, and more unorganized education. You know, give kids assignments without all of the clear, you know, concise directions, because, you know, when they become, that that, that kid that becomes an engineer, he's not going to get a rubric with all these, you know, um, right, no criteria right. laid out. He's right. going to get a problem, and they're going to say, solve it.
0: Right. Oh, my gosh. This is, this is so spot on, and I think all these things are th- what you just said, you can incorporate it into your daily lessons and stuff. It doesn't have to be recreating the wheel. It's just a different approach to teaching something that just helps kids understand what life is going to be when they leave the walls of the school building. And it's just different now than it was. There's so many life skills that they need to understand that maybe maybe it came easier 20 years ago or, or you know when we were kids i don't know if i'm making sense but the world wasn't just social media wasn't in everybody's faces all the time and it just yes. seemed it was easier to teach the I, maybe i'm misstating this but something is different now that makes kids stepping out from school into life so much more challenging, and we need to well, help no, them you're transition. Not
1: you're, you're dead on. I mean, when you and I made a statement when we were growing up, um, we didn't have to worry if anybody hit a like button. There was no such thing. Right. Now, it can hurt a kid's feelings that, that that they made a great point. They said something intelligent, and nobody hit a like button. Like, right. That's damaging to their egos, and right. and it's new.
0: Well, and I wish that we had another five hours to talk here. I can't believe this hour has flown by so quickly. Just in a minute here, Mike, is there any final message of inspiration that you'd like to share this evening with all of our wonderful Right Road friends listening? What, Whatever's on your heart.
1: Yeah, I got one, and it's a little bit personal. And, you know, I said show your vulnerability to students. Let me, let me show it to you and all our listeners. And so uh, about a year ago, I was, watching, uh, I was cooking in my kitchen. I had the television on. Um, I, have, I have two daughters and a son, and my, my son's eight years old. And, and he, I left the news on as I was cooking. And he walked in, and it was the second day in our country that we had a mass shooting. And, it, and, it was, and he, his, his eyes snapped to the television, and I could tell that he saw it. And I quickly got to the remote as fast as I could, and I shut it off. We ate dinner, and shortly after that, I put him to bed. And I, I went up to his room to tuck him in, say goodnight. And he said, Daddy, that's stuff on TV. I'm scared, Daddy.
0: Yeah.
1: And uh and it just it just cut me to my soul. It was just hurt and, and our world it, it it can be tough right now. It is tough right now. And so, you know, I I, I, I I left his room, gave him a kiss, said goodnight, I went to my room and I hit my knees and I prayed and I said, God, I don't understand why this is happening down here. Like, why are these awful things happening every day? And and I got mad. I said, Why aren't you doing anything? And then just then, I mean, it hit me like a like a bolt of lightning. He is he is doing something he sent you you know he mm. sent you and me he sent us to teach he sent us to educate he sent us to help the kids that that have nobody else Helping them in their lives right now. You know, the kids that are trapped in this, in this COVID mess in a dysfunctional home, the kids who are trapped in, in, in poverty, the kids who are trapped in depression, and they just don't feel good. He sent you and me, Paula. He sent you, all you teaching listeners out there, to make a difference. It's years from now when we're on our rocking chairs and we're old and gray, they're not going to be, you know, we're not going to be thinking about all these other things, these trophies. Nobody cares about our trophies or our awards. You're going to be thinking about the kids you helped. And so I just want to say thank you to every single one of the listeners out there. Thank you for getting into this profession. I know it's hard, and I, I know it's tough. But you were sent here to do this. Yes. You have a calling, and you're amazing, and you can do all things. And I'm rooting for
0: you. Well, Mike. Thank you so much. I mean, oh my goodness, you are such a blessing and a game changer in the world, and I'm so thankful for you. Thank you for being here with us this evening and for everything you've shared here on The Right Road. Oh my gosh, what a godsend.
1: Oh, you're too kind. Thank you so much.
0: Oh gosh. Mutual admiration society here. And, and all of you guys, you can connect with Mike and find his amazing book at, at mike-franklin.com. And again, I really encourage you to get his book, Teachers Changing the Game. It is such a help and really a game changer. Uh, As I always want to make sure to also do, thank you so much to our On the Right Road sponsors, Right Road Kids, Right Road Productions, Nairs, Seatsack, the Lithia and DCH car dealerships and their support companies, including DCH Lexus of Oxnard and DCH Subaru of Thousand Oaks, the Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group, Lori Stenas and her Keller Williams real estate team, and Mo Anderson on behalf of KW and her extraordinary A Joy-Filled Life book. And reminder to mark your calendars, you guys for Sunday, December 6th. That's our next Live on the Right Road show date. And like I always like to do, I have just two nuggets that I'd like to share from my heart to kind of wrap up the show tonight that you can take into your week and into the rest of the school year. The first one, you know, as the years have gone by, something that I've realized I've always asked myself and ask myself even more now is, have I been a game changer today? And uh, again, as the years go by, well, I care deeply about wanting others to be truly happy, and I—I I cannot. It's my calling to help kids and teachers and others feel happy. So it—it it, it is. It's so deep, in, deeply ingrained in my being. But I also find that I'm less and less concerned about being worried about how others feel, about how I'm going about things. Um how I'm, I'm going about my personal life's mission of uplifting students and teachers. I go with my gut. I always have. And seriously, 99.9% of the time, my gut leads me right on. And and now I find that I trust my initial gut reaction right away. Whereas before, I tended to maybe even overthink it, give things more time and space than was even needed. And now trusting my gut much quicker has made my life overall so much more productive. And all this to say that I think our gut is a huge part of what makes each one of us a game changer. It doesn't mean that we're never gonna be wrong, but it does mean that our deepest self knows the path to being a game changer. I truly believe that. And I just wanna encourage you to trust yourself in your approach to teaching and working with kids. I know everyone else has a million ideas, of how you as an educator should do your job, but you know best in your heart and you know what's really gonna reach your students under any particular circumstance. Again, it doesn't mean that sometimes we don't need help in figuring out an approach or method. Everyone needs help sometimes, but more than anything, trust yourself and your gut in terms of being a game changer for your students. And nugget number two, I'd like to share one of my favorite nuggets from Mike's book. And I I have to preface this by saying that I found a thousand and one amazingly helpful nuggets in his book. And the one I feel led to share as my closing nugget this evening is this. It's a quote from Mother Teresa. Never worry about numbers. Help one person at a time and always start with the person nearest you. To me, that thought, that beautiful, simple thought really helps keep everything in perspective. It gives me a calm... And I hope it gives you a calm too. So many of you have shared with me this year that with COVID and distance learning and back and forth between that the hybrid school models and everything else, you're questioning if you're even making a difference to any of your kids. And you absolutely are. And especially on days when your head is spinning and those crazy uncertain thoughts just creep in. Just think about helping one student at a time and start with the one nearest you. And I believe with all my heart that the rest will take care of itself. You are a game changer and a life changer. One moment, one breath, one student at a time. And as always, you guys, I just hope this hour has been filled with uplifting and game-changing support for you. And guess what, you guys? I have one more. Actually, I should say two more awesome giveaways for you this evening. I also have that bonus one that's coming up for you if you listen all the way to the end. So this third Facebook giveaway tonight. Oh, remember you guys to check our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon for the long list of recipients from all of tonight's pre-show and live broadcast giveaways. And if you're a recipient, please make sure to read the whole announcement post so you know how to respond to receive your gift, especially since we have to stay in home mailing mode right now. So this giveaway number three, of course, it's open to all educators in the U.S. listening to On the Right Road right now. I have 12 of the coolest Be Kind t-shirts you'll see them in the giveaway picture. They're so awesome. I I bought one for myself and then I bought a dozen for all of you. (laughs) I selected t-shirts for this special giveaway because one of the cool things my guest Mike does is give t-shirts as special rewards to his students and I love that. So I found these super special Be Kind t-shirts for you this evening. I have a whole bunch of the cool colors and all sizes from small to XXL. So there will be 12 recipients and each will receive one of the wonderful Be Kind t-shirts. So to enter, just go to our right our Kids Facebook page right now as you're listening. Just follow the simple entry guidelines in the giveaway post. Remember to include tonight's code words, Game Changer, as part of your entry comment, even if you included them in tonight's other giveaway entries, okay? And for this giveaway, make sure to also include your t-shirt size. So if you're a recipient, we can make sure to send you the size that will fit you. And as a helpful reference, you guys, these are pretty true to size. So this giveaway will be open until just after the end of the show, till 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern tonight. And we'll announce the 12 recipients on our Right Road Kids Facebook page this coming Tuesday afternoon. Tons of thanks to Mike Franklin and the Just Shop with Jackie Facebook group for the inspiration for this giveaway. And also thanks to Lori Stinas and our Keller Williams real estate team and to Mo Anderson on behalf of Keller Williams. Keller Williams, and her beautiful A Joy-Filled Life book for helping to make this special giveaway possible. Once again, tons of thanks to Mike Franklin for being my amazing guest here on The Right Road. Huge thanks to Marcy for her awesome behind-the-scenes support. Thank you to my awesome engineer, Aaron, and the Whole Voice America team. And thank you all so very much for listening and being a part of the Right Road family. Blessings, love, and light to every single one of you. And surprise, as I promised you guys, if you've listened all the way to the end here, here are the bonus gift opportunities, which are four $50 Amazon gift cards and four $500 retail value Nair school supply gift packs. There will be eight recipients, four of the gift cards and four of the gift packs. So if you're listening right now, just email me. This is one of my email giveaways at Hey Paula. that's H-E-Y-P-A-U-L-A at rightroadkids.org, R-I-G-H-T-R-O-A-D-K-I-D-S.org. Put the phrase, I am a teacher game changer in the subject line and include your school city and state in the body of the email and you'll be entered to receive one of the four bonus $50 Amazon gift cards or one of the four $500 retail value near school supply gift packs. And um, you guys, as I always like to close the show with, always remember that you are special, appreciated, and loved. Until next time, uh, Sunday, December 6th at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 Eastern here on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Be that daily, positive, bold, empowered inspiration for the kids in your life and live your best, most amazing life on the right road. Remember that you are a game changer just because you're you, teachers. I'm getting choked up here. A million times thank you for all you do, you every day. I love you all so much and appreciate you to the moon and back. Mwah! Thank you for listening to On the Right Road with your host, Paula Phillips. Connect with us anytime at www.rightroadkids.org or at Right Road Kids on Facebook. And we'll catch you again here every first and third Sunday of the month at 5 p.m. Pacific, 8 p.m. Eastern on the Right Road. Right Road!